So you know what? Today I'm going to just talk about the love of God. Look at your neighbor and say the love of God. Say the love of God for me. What kind of love that God has for me? Hallelujah. And I'll tell you something. God really loves you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor God really loves you. Say you may not see it. You may not feel it. But he really loves you. Tell the person his love is quiet. It's not something that you really see. All you really feel at all times. But certain times, you get to know how much he loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At certain times, you will get to know how much God loves you. Hallelujah. Let's come. Let's go to Zephaniah. We're looking at chapter 3, verse 17. We're reading from 3 to 20. Verse 17, chapter 3, verse 17. Back to chapter 3, verse 20. I want, you, I want you to look at someone and tell them that my God really, really loves you. My God really cares about me. My God will move the heaven and earth. Tell the person, my God will move the heaven and earth just for me. It is only up to me to realize the love that God has got for me. That I may act upon it and receive the blessings. Hallelujah. Say, the Lord your God is in the midst of you. I'm reading the amplified version, but I will change it afterwards. He says, What? The, the Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior who saves. He will rejoice over your. Over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction. And in his love, he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exalt over you with singing. I will gather those belonging to you, those Israelites in captivity. Who yearn and greet a solemn assembly and the festivals of whom they are exiled and inability to attend services at Jerusalem have brought derision and the reproach of a of it is a Behold, at that time I will deal with all those who afflict you. Amen. I will save the I will save the limping ones. 
and gather the outcomes and will make them a prey and a name in every land of their shape. At that time, I will bring in you. Yes, at that time, I will gather you. For I will make you a name and praise among all the nations of the earth. Then I will reverse your captivity before your eyes. Stay here. The Lord, the Lord loves you. Hallelujah. Again, the Lord loves you. Let's say this. I want you to, as we go through this, I want you to keep saying that Lord loves you. Huh. So let, 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 me just, let me just continue. Let me just continue. I want to go to the uh, the message Bible. He will do what? Come you with his mouth. Please, one second. The Lord will come you with his love. When you say, but, 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 all this pain and all this trouble that I've been going through, where has the love of the Lord been? Where has it been? Many times. Even though we see the presence of the love of God, we do not pay attention to it. Normally, what we pay attention to is the pain and the hustle. The pain and the hustle. The bad stuff that we are going through. Why? Because that is how the enemy can grab our attention and take our attention from the positivity which God is placing in our life. I know of a story of a woman who lost a husband, and this woman had a young, young baby. When the baby was born, the husband was alive, and the baby was so, it was the biggest thing in her life. And she, she was fussing and, you know, everything that she would do about the baby, showing the baby to everyone. One day, the husband is coming home from work and an accident happened. And he passed on. Now, this woman completely forgot about the baby and the love and the joy that she had in the baby. And she began to only concentrate on the grief that was in her life. She stopped eating. 
She stopped going out. She stopped everything that she could do. And the only thing that she, her mind was on was on the grief, the fact that she had lost her husband, the man that she loved so much. So right now, the situation came where even the baby, she was not even moving, motivating herself even to feed the baby. The baby will cry and cry and cry, and she will not even hear it. Because all her attention was on that grief. It got to the point that social services intervened. And they decided that they wanted to remove the baby. She didn't care about that. Because she was in the Her baby was removed. And the only thing that she cared about for many years was the grief that she had in her body. The question is, Lord, why have you taken my husband away from me? There was nothing that the Lord could do that could change her outlook in life. The only outlook in life was in her spirit was, Lord, why have you taken my husband away from me? Such a woman, if you were to bring her that what she had prayed for all of her life, and she had, what she had prayed for all of her life, a baby. But she didn't come out. Just to In our lives, this becomes the focus. We don't look at the goodness that is in our lives, or pay attention to what God has placed in our spirits, or the wonderful things which are happening. The only thing that we put our attention on is that grief, that hurt, that pain. We constantly remind God, it doesn't matter what He's doing. About only one thing. Why? And so we become an easy target for the enemy to manipulate through the pain that he has brought in our lives. What has the Lord done for you lately? The only thing that you know is your pain. The only thing that you know is the hurts. The only thing that you know is the fact that there is something in your life which you are not expecting, which you believe it is God who has done it. And for that reason, you do not trust God. 
You do not believe in God, and you do not believe that God loves you. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what he brings your way to show his love to you. You are blinded because of a certain hurt and a certain pain that is in your life. I'm here to tell you one thing. God loves you. I'm here to tell you one thing. If you can only but remove your eyes from that situation which is affecting your life and take a look at all other things which are in your life, you will begin to see the love of God in various areas of your life. The first thing that we don't, the, the thing that we don't do at all is we do not appreciate the, the good thing that the Lord has done for us. But today I want to show you the love that God has got for you. Let's go to Romans chapter, chapter 8. We are reading from verse 31. Don't worry, we'll read that at the end if we get a chance. Listen to these words very carefully. He says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That is the first thing. If God is for me, this is something that should be on your mind. Who can be against you? Hallelujah. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. The love of God is that he will give you everything that you want. But that does not say that you are not in a battle. Ask me. I am in a serious battle. And I know you are as well. Because the more that you want to serve the Lord, the more that the enemy will attack you. To stop you from serving the Lord. To remove you from the from your relationship that you want to have with the Lord. He will do anything. But when the person is focused, you will not let your shortcomings stop you from worshiping God. Hallelujah. I repeat, when a person is in love with God, he will, they will not let their shortcomings, they will not let the situations which they believe has hindered their life or hampered their life or have brought destruction to their life, stop them from worshiping God. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Because the love that God has got for you has got to be the love Amen. that you show God. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God loves you more than you Amen. can ever love you. But you will not see his love unless you are loving him. Hallelujah. Yes. Of course the enemy is going to bring things your way. 
Don't think that the moment that you became a Christian, that everything is going to open up. No. The moment that you become a Christian, that's when the devil fights against you. Hallelujah. That is when he attacks you. That's when he tries to stop you. Why? Because he knows you have a future. He knows you have a hope. He knows that you will end up in the kingdom of heaven and not in hell with him. Therefore, he will cause you to stop worshiping God in order to bring you down with him. But you see, the Bible tells telling us don't preach this thing. The moment that you say, I believe, said, I believe, I repeat, said, I believe in the Lord God Almighty. That is where you moved from hell to heaven. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not an act that you did that takes you from hell to heaven. It is just saying, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. The moment that you confess it with your mouth, you move from hell to heaven. It's something that you have not earned. It is something that you do not deserve because you are a sinner. But you have said something. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Hallelujah. So God justifies you only because you have said, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. The moment that you said that, that's all it takes. Sometimes we are waiting for the moment that we say, I believe. We're waiting for lightning to strike. We are waiting for is it, a million roses fall from the sky. We are waiting for, you know, something, you know, like us to grow some wings so that the moment we say our wings will flap and we'll go straight to heaven in order to believe that something has changed. No. The moment that you said, I believe, nothing spectacular happens that you will know. But your spirit, which has died, begins to grow again. It begins to bud up. It begins to fill back. It begins to increase. It begins to, you see, changes begin to take place. The moment that you say, I believe. Hallelujah. He says, by step four, who is he that commanded? Condoned. Condemned, oh, sorry. Who is it that condemned? It is Christ that died. Yeah, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who maketh intercession for you? Hallelujah. You see, the moment that you say, I am born again, Jesus Christ now begins to be your intercessor. Don't wait and say, that, oh, Pastor Greg is not praying for me. Don't wait and say, oh, Mama C.C. is not praying for me. Elder is not praying for me. Hallelujah. No, you have someone better praying for you. You have Jesus Christ who is praying for you. That's someone say, Jesus Christ is praying for you right now. Say you have hope. 
in Christ. Don't let anything deceive you that there is no hope because Christ has redeemed you from death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it describes who is interceding for you right now. That situation that you are worried about, Christ is interceding for you right now. Therefore, there is hope for tomorrow. You know, it is only when we concentrate on our situation that we reject that hope for tomorrow. When we concentrate on the grief that is in our heart, we begin to reject the hope for tomorrow. Because we begin to now worship that grief. We begin to worship that thing which is not, hallelujah, made for us. That situation that's not made for you, that is a situation that is designed to torment you. The moment that you begin to do what? Worship it. The moment that that is the only thing that goes into your mind, that is the only thing that you focus on, that is the only thing that you touch. That is the only thing that you confess with your mouth day in and day out. Then what happens is that that situation takes charge of every goodness that God is trying to bring into your life. Hallelujah. The Lord is Jesus Christ is interceding for you, so there is hope for you. But the only thing that stops that hope is the rejection. Hallelujah. So then he says, verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Hallelujah. Shall tribulation, all distress, all persecution, all famine, all nakedness, all peril, all sorrow. Hallelujah. You should not allow anything. You have prayed for something to come into your life. You have prayed for something to that, you know, there is a hope for something to come into your life that is supposed to be given to joy. But the more that you pray, you pray with one mouth, one corner of the mouth, and you reject with one corner of the mouth. Why? Because of the circumstances that you see before you. Yes, I'm expecting a husband. I'm expecting a wife. Then something will come. But take a look at your family. No one is married. No one has ever been married. Oh, yeah. No one has ever been married. Is there, is there, is it, is there a possibility that it will happen to me too? No, you are a Christian. Christ is making an intercession for you. Don't be in distress. Don't be. People are what people have said concerning your life is at the back of your mind all the time. So every time you want to make progress, you remember what people have said. 
And instead of taking two steps forward, you take two steps backward. Why? Because they were saying this about me, and it is true. They were saying that about me, and it is true. Therefore, I cannot go forward. Therefore, this thing that I am hoping for, even though I am hoping, I know. And that way, they do that way, I know it is not going to happen to me. The moment that you say, I know, it means you have rejected that intercession that Christ is having for you. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Is someone listening to me? Hallelujah. Christ is making an intercession for you. Therefore, your breakthrough is at the door. So he's telling you as who shall separate you from the love of the Lord? That's a question. Most of the separation comes from us. You have to begin to tell yourself, regardless of what I see, of what I hear, or of what I feel, I will not reject the promise of God for my life. You hear that? You have to say to yourself, regardless, I don't care if for 20 generations members of my family have not married. I am married. I'm getting married. You have to speak it out yes. You know how to let the circumstance of all maybe John promised to marry me and he let me down. Peter promised to marry me and he let me down. Joseph promised to marry me and he let me down. Therefore, Simon, even though he's promising, I don't believe in it. Hallelujah. You do not know what the Lord has prepared for you. Maybe John was never the right person. Maybe Peter was never the right person. Maybe, but Simon is what God has knitted for you. Hallelujah. But because of your past, you are rejecting your presence. Look at someone and say, God loves you. And what he has promised, he will bring it to pass. Say, wasn't it God? That said, say, say wasn't it God? That said, he created them too, male and female. So shall a man or so shall a woman leave a parent's house and cleave, or a man cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one. That is the word of God. I am the word of God because I come from the word of God. Therefore, I am affected by the power of the word and it shall prevail in my life. The word of God shall prevail in your life because you are the word of God. Why are you the word of God? He says, the Lord said, let us make man according to our image. So out of that word you came. 
So then how can you forsake your nature? Your nature is the word of God. Therefore, every word that comes out of the mouth of God. is your nature. Amen. You cannot fail. The word of God cannot fail. The word of God cannot fail in my life because I am the word of God. So this is what he said. What shall what shall stop you? Tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sorrow. You should not allow anything to stop you from doing that word of God. Hallelujah. You should not allow anything to stop you from doing that word of God. Does it mean that when you're doing the word of God, people are going to laugh at you? Yes, they're going to laugh at you. But you should do it even more. Are people going to talk about me? Yes, they're going to talk about you. But you should do it even more. Are people going to try and stop you? Yes, they're going to try and stop you. If they can stop Stephen with a stone, they will stop me with much words. Hallelujah. But I will not give up. I am the word of God. He says what? 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The fact that I'm standing here preaching is not because of me. It is because of him who loved me. Because I am not worthy to preach. I'm not even worthy to stand among you. But I'm standing here and I'm preaching and nothing shall stop me from preaching. Hallelujah. For I am persuaded that neither death, listen, 2038, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. Hallelujah. Say, nothing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which Christ is in, which is in Christ, Jesus. Our Lord. Nothing shall separate me. Hallelujah. The thought that the Lord has got for me is of a good report. It is of power, of glory, and the Lord will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. The Lord will bring it to pass in my life. Say, I shall not fail because the Lord will bring to pass. What is mine in the name of Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Romans 8, no, Romans chapter 5, 6, 5 and 6, sorry. For when we were yet without strength, hallelujah, in due time Christ died for the unborn. When I was without strength, when I needed help, Christ died for me. For scarcely, 
For a righteous man will die. Yet for yet adventure for a good man, someone even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Hallelujah. When we were not worthy, Christ died for me. Hallelujah. When I was a sinner, Christ died for me. So, right now, that I know him, that I want to touch the helm of his garment, why shouldn't I receive of his goodness for my life? There is a goodness of God for me. And the only way that I can receive it is by being in his presence. It's by loving him. Hallelujah. Regardless of what the enemy is going to show me. Regardless of what the enemy is going to try and do to me. Because if Christ is my only attention, then I will overcome Amen. the pitfalls and the things that is going to place in my way. Hallelujah. Many times we just as the enemy places things in our way, we fall into those traps. Because those things that he's placing in our way are just traps, which are designed to take us away from his presence. Wow. Here come Pastor Ray. The enemy will place so many things in your way so that he will trip you up. Why? Because he wants you to stop worshiping God. And it's not as if when you stop worshiping God, he's going to take those stripes from your way. No, he's going to increase it. The sorrow is going to get worse. The, the doubt is going to get worse. And so we human beings, we put our hope and our trust in this two thing. Because we are in so much pain. We find every single way in which we will party. We find every single way in which we will do the things which we believe are every good. So that we will, we will rejoice in the pettiness. But there is a peculiar love which bringeth peace. You see, many of the things that we take pleasure in does not really bring peace. Yeah, I'll tell you one, one thing that I take pleasure in that does not bring peace. I've, I've decided I want to watch, I want to watch football and I want to join, you know, not join a team, but say I, I am a, what you call it, what, a supporter of a team. Then you become the supporter of the team, football team. And then the football team will go and lose badly. And then you become confused, you become hurt, you become, and then you know that that depression falls upon you. It's not even playing this football. The people who are playing the football, they're getting so much money, you don't get a penny. In fact, you, you give all your money to them as well. And at the end of the day, 
They will go ahead and lose the game, and you will feel sad, and you will feel hallelujah. And yet, we chase after the things of the world, which never, which does not give When we know the Lord Jesus Christ, when we, we form a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the only time we receive peace in our heart, in our spirit. I'm afraid I have to end here and I want to start again, you know, continue next week. Not start again, but continue from here, from where I am now, let's be described with you. I don't want to go. I will continue next week. Hallelujah. Please stand up.